Hi there, Mama. So this program, Mother You, and the coaching skills I'm going to teach you are based on the following premises and have their foundations in the language of listening framework in the world of child-centered play therapy, positive psychology, and transformational coaching. So a lot of the principles we're going to learn in Mother You, we're going to apply to us, but they're also applied and were created to be applied towards our children. So the same skills we're going to learn to help coach and facilitate our children's emotions and bring out their strengths, help them live within following good boundaries, we're going to be able to apply and do the same things for ourselves. So all of these that you're going to learn has the power to change the way you see yourself and your child. So the first premise for this class is that children see the world differently than we do. And now that we're adults, we still carry with us a lot of the same ways we saw the world from when we were a child. The reason this is important is that we adults also have a lot of childlike thoughts and beliefs that affect us because we were once children. So you've probably recognized this yourself and some of the amusing things your own child has said, the, the way they see the world different, the mouth of babe type of statements that just leave you thinking, wow. So this is an example from Sandy Blackard that she, the founder of Language of Listening, that she uses in some of her other um, programs and materials. But she had a friend with a three-year-old. And this is what the three-year-old told Sandy whenever she said that they had just moved. She told Sandy, the pool couldn't come with us. It was stuck. So to to um, this three-year-old, everything else could move. Why not the pool? And this is just a way, a proof that, you know, an example of seeing that children live in the physical world of the here and now. They are very physical beings. So when they encounter something new, they automatically reference something they already know as a starting place for understanding it. And what they already know will be a physical thing or experience. So that's pretty much the definition of taking things literally, which we know that children do. So this physical and literal interpretation of things continues well into the child's teens. And it's related to the prefrontal cortex area of the brain, which continues to develop throughout adolescence. And it's now understood to start around age 12 and, ten, and continue until about age 25 or 26. And so, for, so um, Sandy likes to say, I'm re referencing her notes right, right here in this, if her experience of raising two daughters, she could see a distinct difference in the way they thought and acted after 26, particularly in their ability to plan ahead. And the maturity level simply wasn't there before then. And this is what um, Sandy at, with a mother of two grown daughters says, whereas I have younger children, and that's probably where you're at as well. Brain development in the early years allows children to be present in a way that as adults we can only wish for. We really aren't, we really become future thinkers the older we get and move out of that present only now. And so their focus on the physical world is why they take what we say literally and often miss the deeper meaning. So they live in the physical world of the here and now, and we tend to, to live off in our heads in the land of judgment and worry. So the past and the future are more real to us than the present. And for the kids, it's the opposite. The present is more real to them than the past or the future. So this is why kids operate differently. 
So our coaching model works, the language of listening coaching model works both with moms and with children. So in Mother You, we're going to use these skills on ourselves and each other if you're if you want to give it a whirl. And you can, of course, carry them over into using with them with your children as well. But the focus of Mother You is going to be on you. So the language of listening coaching model is the how-to for stepping into your child's world to connect and provide guidance from there. So the way we're going to use it in Mother You is we're going to step into what's happening in our situation and we're going to get in touch with where our, um, you know, triggers and feelings are coming from. But before we go on into all of our Mother You content, I just wanted to give you a quick introduction to the language of listening coaching model. And you can reference the image that's shown, but it works like this. The first thing you do is you say what you see your child doing or what's happening. And you just describe what's objectively happening. Then if you see something happening that you like, you can name a strength. If you see something happening that you don't like, you can offer a can do. That's an alternative that meets the need of whatever is happening with your child inside of your boundaries. So it's as simple as that. Okay. The coaching perspective will help you gain a new way to interpret what's happening, both with your child and with yourself. And this will make it much easier for you to find your strengths and ditch the guilt. Okay. And now I'm going to go into more in each of these um, in, a, in a future lesson. But so the language of listening coaching model is the how to both for handling your own triggers and emotions and stepping into your child's world to connect and then provide guidance from there. So the four premises that this coaching model, the language of listening coaching model has four premises that are kind of the why here. And you're going to hear them a number of times in different ways throughout Mother You. And any one of them can sort of change your life or the way you think. Together, they will shape your new perspective you can put on, the coaching perspective, when you want to put on that coaching hat for yourself or your kids. So the first... um is the premise behind Say What You See. So it's something that Sandy Blackard, who's the founder of Language of Listening, directly learned from her mentor, the world-renowned play therapist, Dr. Gary Landreth, that everything people do and say is a communication, and we must continue to communicate until we're heard. So I'm going to repeat that. Everything people do and say is a communication, and we must continue to communicate until we're heard. So this will really blow it away if you take it in. So we are usually sure that things our children and others say and do are about us. Like when my kids were upset, I was sure they were just trying to make me mad. At least that, that's how it felt. They were trying to upset me. But it turns out they were actually just trying to tell me something. So you know the phrase, quote, acting out. Well, that's your child acting out a communication, a message to you. We do this as well. This is what we're going to focus on in Mother You. That feeling when you get madder and madder and more and more upset, there's a communication there trying to be heard and understood. So what this premise tells you is that when we or our children feel heard, then the acting out or acting in or spiraling can stop and we can process and move forward. Now, the remaining premises came from direct observations Sandy Blacker, the founder of Language of Listening, made about children and adults over the years in her extensive work in this parenting field. So the second premise is about finding strengths. So it's a transformational premise that you can observe yourself once you know to look for it. And that is this. 
all people have every possible inner strength already. So no child is born without the capacity for kindness or responsibility or a host of other strengths. They're already in, um, in your child and in you. They come with the package of being human. Now, when you know that, you can use your coaching skills to start finding your strengths or your child's strengths in everyday behaviors and bring them out. So this is important because we act according to who we believe we are. Now, I'm going to repeat that. We act according to who we believe we are. So a person who believes they're kind acts kindly. A person who believes they are responsible acts responsibly with pride and there is no prodding needed. So in Mother You, you're going to learn how to use strengths to help you change your own behavior more permanently. So where you think, oh, I'm lazy and, um, you know, I procrastinate. We're going to look and see, you know, maybe you come in one of your issues is you always procrastinate, right? And that's what we want to dive into. We're going to be able to help you see that actually you do have the strength of taking action. And the more you see yourself like that, the more you can gather proof that that's true. You can begin to do that more because we act according to who we believe we are. So the third premise is about offering a can do, and that's an alternative action for your kid, for example, that they can take to meet their needs in a way that we like, or for us, a can do would be an option that of something that can happen within our boundaries. Okay. So this is something within our boundary that will meet a need or help a situation go forward. So if you're familiar with Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs developed in the 1940s, you will hear how well this fits in his concept of self-actualization. All behaviors are driven by three healthy needs, experience, connection, and power. So in psychology in general, you can find long lists of needs, but in language of listening, we've boiled them down to three. Interestingly enough, psychologists have followed the same track. When Sandy's daughter Betsy started her studies for a PhD in positive developmental psych, she pointed out that the three basic needs for growth that Sandy came up with for her observations, which as a reminder were experience, connection, and power, are a close match for the three psychological needs for intrinsic motivation identified in the 90s by Edward Deasy and Richard Ryan. And these are competence, relatedness, and autonomy. So when you see things from a coach's perspective, as I'm going to teach you to do in Mother You, because you're going to learn coaching skills that you can use on your kids and yourself, you can come up with different tools like this on your own. So the second half of this premise is whatever we are doing is already meeting our needs. So let me repeat that. Whatever you're doing or whatever your child is doing is already meeting their needs. So this is very transformational when you really understand it. And again, it's something you'll be able to observe for yourself by the time you finish Mother You. Now, for one thing, since each person meets their own needs, it means your child, meeting your child's needs is their work, not not ours. So they're going to do the work of meeting their needs. Yes, we help them. You know, we provide this and that, but they do that. This really can take the pressure off of you. And conversely, meeting your own needs is your work, not your kids. So when you learn to, how to, to see how your child is already in action meeting their own needs and how even some of your other behaviors, maybe even behaviors you don't like, are meeting your needs, 
you'll be able to trust yourself and your child more and use your coaching skills to help grow. Okay, so you'll be able to help grow from meeting your needs in a way you don't like. So, for example, if you feel angry and you scream, that might give you a need of feeling some power, but maybe you don't want to scream. So you want to meet that need in a different way. You're going to learn how to do that. Okay, so trust is one of the most important gifts that that I hope that you're going to be able to get in this mother you is to be able to learn to trust yourself. So not trust yourself to be perfect or, you know, nothing like that, but just be able to relax and trust yourself more. So the fourth and final premise is about the entire coaching model altogether, and that is all growth is through acceptance. So notice how acceptance is the opposite of kicking yourself for everything you do wrong, right? Focusing on your faults, your child's faults, you know, tends to actually keep them in place. So when you focus on faults, there's this sense that you have to constantly be diligent to make sure that they don't rise back up and take over. Whereas acceptance, on the other hand, is seeking to understand, now this is something we're going to do later, why a great person like you or your child would do something the way that it happened. Okay, we're going to remember that. Why would a great person... Keep that in the back of your mind. So this line of thinking leads to major ahas and breakthroughs that like finding strengths help you and your child change your behaviors effortlessly. So when you understand that all growth is through acceptance, it will be easier to recognize the next part of this premise that we all set exactly the right level of challenge for growth. So this is something you'll see in your own eyes when you when you got a hold of it, Okay. We all set the exact right level of challenge for growth. That means we set the challenge we feel like we're going to be able to meet. Okay. And when you do, it'll remove the question of trying to push yourself or push your child because you'll see that you are already pushing yourself forward. And now we're going to get into all of this. Okay. So, but I want to give an example of this first. And this applies to adults, it applies to kids, but this is an example with a child. When I was taking um, some parents through Nurture and Play, which is where I'm teaching these um, power play times, 30-minute once-a-week power play times to help our kids work out their issues and build connection. And they did the training, the language of listening training, about the setting the right level of challenge for growth. And so the parents, and we, we have a concept called the running leap, okay? And the concept of the running leap is this. You're walking in a field, you get to... Um, maybe a creek. There's like, it's like a bit of a ditch. There's a bank. It's three feet across. So you can't just really step across it. So what you do is you turn back, you go backwards, and then you take a, you start to run so you can take a running leap over it. Now, if somebody sees you walk up to it and turn around and go back, they could think you quit. She's not going to do it. She's not going to try. When really you're backing up to turn around and take a running leap. So one example of this is a child going up to a big slide at the park and then they get to the top and they think, nope, and they come back down and they go up a smaller slide over and over and over again. This isn't them giving up. This is them building themselves up internally. This is them developing their confidence, kind of doing it over and over again so that they're setting that challenge. They know they can do the smaller one. They're going to complete that kind of area in their minds so that they can do the larger challenge. And that is what they're doing. So one of the families, they gave an example of their little one who was doing um, a puzzle and she could not get this puzzle piece. And they said before they would have jumped in to kind of rescue it. And they thought, you know what? 
we're not going to do it. She got mad. She threw it down. She went away. Before they said we might have jumped in and be like, don't give up. Keep trying. But they said, we're just going to wait and see. A little while later, she comes back and she tries again and she doesn't get it and she gets mad. And then, you know, eventually she comes back and she puts it in and she gets it. So that it changed the way they saw their daughter. They were able to say, actually, she is persistent. She's going to keep at it. She kept that challenge in her mind. She's going to do it. They could have just have easily viewed her as someone giving up because they didn't understand the concept that she set the right level of challenge for her own growth. So this is why, for example, if you feel like you should declutter a whole house and you don't, and then you open up a drawer and get lost in one drawer organizing it, and then you think, oh, I'm a failure. Well, no, you didn't feel up to that entire challenge. So you were building yourself up with a smaller challenge. It makes sense. Okay. So these are just different ways we're going to look at ourselves and what's happening in our lives and with ourselves and with our kids and mother you. So challenges and growth are natural for us. Growth is natural. Challenges will come up that lead us down that path, okay? And when we learn the skill of acceptance, it allows us to accept ourselves right where we are. And this is the place that growth happens from. I cannot wait to take this journey with you, Mama.